Welcome back to our game soccer football podcast, the only podcast dedicated to showing you the beauty in this game. This is Christian. Today we got a special guest, one of my best friends from the Bay Area. His name is Esteban Perla. I've been playing for the, with this dude for like five years, six years now. Um, he's one of my closest friends, uh, and we've been through it all together. And that's why I decided to have him on this show. He is a college soccer player at Menlo College, plays a goalkeeper, and just one of the hardest workers I know, and someone who, like me, just loves the game. And I thought, how can I not have him on here? So listen, enjoy, learn. We go super deep into setbacks and achieving big things and dreaming big. And I think it's really important to hear and listen and learn from these sort of conversations. Um, for when you're kind of in that down and out spot, how to imp- like push through and, you know, just pushing through the, the bad times and all the stuff that will get in your way when you are on a mission to becoming a great player. So listen up and I'll catch you guys on the other side. Welcome on Esteban. Uh, I'm glad to have you on here. I've been wanting to interview you for a little bit. Uh, for those of you guys who don't know, Esteban is, I've been playing with him for years. Um, and he's just, I thought he'd be the right person to get on this, get on the show with me and talk a little bit about some soccer. Cause I mean, at home, when I'm home, that's all we do. So what's up Esteban? So Christian, man, thank you for having me, bro. I've been waiting to be on this show, man. Yeah. So I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. So I just like to talk about the game and hear like the real stories about it. Um, like the good and the bad, all that. So the first thing you could just tell the people listening, what's your background in the game? Like a little bit of a timeline from when you started to where you're at now. Yeah, man. So, I mean, I started playing soccer, shit, like probably like, since I was like, probably, I think like six or seven years old. Uh, I mean, my brother's always played soccer, so soccer's always been a thing in my life. Um, you know, back then, I, you know, as you know, man, I wasn't the, the fittest kid on the field, so. You weren't the lightest kid. I wasn't the lightest kid. I was pretty heavy uh, uh, when I was little, so, you know, playing for competitive teams wasn't uh, a reality, so, you know. A lot of my friends back back in the day played for you know CY and stuff, and uh, I wasn't I wasn't able to play play basketball for a few years because of my height. Uh, and then when I was like nine years old, I played AYSL, which you know for a lot of people that's where they start. It's just rec soccer, basically. It's you know for kids that you know they start out at a at a comfortable league. Um, so I started out, believe it or not, as a forward. Uh, I was pretty tall for my age. Uh, that's I fell in love with the position just because at the time uh, my favorite player was Ronaldo and then I also liked Ronaldinho he made me fall in love with the game dude I mean the style that he plays with like just uh just like that he just basically Ronaldinho just dances every time he plays like it's just a straight dance what he want exactly so uh, until one day uh, during that same season uh, my coach put me in goal and I walked away with zero goals scored on. And I, I literally flew. I literally dove for every ball. <laughs> and I fell in love with the position ever since. Um, I mean, I switched from striker to, uh, to winger. to, But I mostly stayed goalie uh, just because of my height and size as a kid. Um, so, and then I went to, you know, I, 
I went to, you know, going into Sarah, uh, you know, I, I played uh, on Storm, which was, you know, back in the day was like, if you were good, yeah, like if you were good in AY, like that was like the select team where like all like the good kids would like, uh, would just go play against like, you know, low level CY teams <laughs> and like other, like other select AY teams around the, around the peninsula. And so I played, you know, I, I thought, you know, dang, dude, like, I'm, I know, I'm the, I know, I'm it, like, I'm <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm like, I'm the guy, dude. And so, like, straight up, like, I go into freshman year thinking that, um, and I actually wanted to play basketball at Sarah. And <laughs> I, like, I was, like, you know, I was pretty bad at basketball, so thank God I didn't play. Uh, mm-hmm. So I ended up just picking soccer because I was, like, I think that was, like, the earliest tryout in terms of sports I think uh-huh. basketball was like a week later yeah um so like I said I mean high school I was obese dude like I just <laughs> like like you know I wasn't I wasn't fit at all um uh-huh. and I was really bad like really <laughs> bad compared to like Ivan and Garza and like Jared I think even some other guy who was in our class I think his name was Joe tried out too and I think yeah, I was yeah. even I mean, I was, I was better than him, but I wasn't as good as everybody else. Um, but I remember like our second week of tryouts. Um, cause the first week was like first cuts. The second week was second cuts. Um, I remember it was like our last practice before it's second cuts and panels walked up to me at the time. He was like our head, he was like the varsity coach and head soccer guy. Uh-huh. And he walked up to me and he pulled me aside and said, Hey man, like, how would you feel playing for JV? And I looked at him and I was like, bro, are you serious? Like I straight up thought it was, I thought I was getting pranked. Like straight up. Like I didn't even think it was real. Um, and so, you know, he, he felt bad for me, dude. Like, um, because, you know, my brother played soccer for the school. Um, he played like all four years on varsity. I think he still has a high school legend. Yeah. Like he has the highest record. I think he has 45 or 46 goals. And like four years, you know, so for a high schooler, that's pretty impressive. So, I mean, he did a lot for the school. Um, and so Panos knew my family and knew our family history pretty well. So he felt bad um, that, you know, and that was, a, that was a sign. Like I was terrible, man. And so for him to feel bad for me to put me on a JV team was even worse. So um, puts me on the JV team and I was, dude, I, my teammates hated me. Like, you know, they bullied me, like, straight up, bro. Uh, like, I sucked. Like, I was really bad, and that's why they didn't like watch. me. Yeah, like, literally, I had no foot skills. Literally, like, you think I have foot – dude, back then, like, I couldn't dribble a ball through a cone. Even <laughs> with my life depended on it. Uh, I couldn't make a five-yard pass with either foot. Like, I couldn't even run a lap. Like, I half a lap, it felt like I ran five. Like, dude, like, it was tough, dude. It was tough to watch. It's tough to watch, man. And so after that season, like, I felt um, very, like, unmotivated. And Panos walked up to me and said, "Um, here's, like, a list of clubs you can try out for. Um, And so at the time, like, these clubs, I think the competitive system was built for our age group was at least, like, you know, bronze and, like, I think silver and then silver elite. So the the team I joined was SMC. And they were, I think they were bronze and I played on their team and that's where I started to get better. 
Um, I started to go to the field a lot more and it wasn't even working on goalie stuff. Like I just worked on my touch and like my, sh- I mean, I worked on my shot for some reason. I mean, like, <laughs> I like, I didn't know what to practice. <laughs> for some reason I was shooting yeah. like bangers for no reason. But the thing I, I worked on was, kicks. yeah, free kicks, bro. I even have videos about that, but, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I, I just worked on my touch and then, um, I beat their goalie. Like I beat, I beat him for the starting spot. And then, um, I left SMC uh, just because I just didn't I didn't like the team anymore. So I went over to uh, Peninsula, and then I was on I forgot what what color it was, but it wasn't like the good Peninsula that was yeah. an Ari group. It was like I think two tiers under that. <laughs> but it was fun, dude. I mean, playing on yeah. that team like, really developed as a player. Like our coach, I remember his name was like Allen, and then some other guy uh, was were there, and they really liked me, and they took me under their wing. Um, on the, you know, on the goalkeeping side, a lot of the things I learned was self-taught. I mean, coach Moore, you know, he's not really a goalie coach, but he taught me a lot of like my fundamentals as a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And so year after year coming back to, to Sarah, um, whether it was like the summer league or like, uh, the winter or during our tryouts, like I'd always pay attention to what he was teaching me. And the way I got better was, um, during that span of like freshman year to sophomore year, was I literally would go to the field with like, you know, Bobby and um, the guys that played soccer. And I literally just stood in goal and took shots every single day. Mm-hmm. And like, literally that's how I got better at diving. That's how my reactions got better. And literally was just taking probably 200 shots every time I went and played with somebody. Uh-huh. And going into my sophomore year, like I went into the tryout and I totally was like, I was the best goalkeeper in terms of for I mean it's JV so like as a sophomore it's not you know it's not that impressive but it was a huge jump so I made a huge jump uh in terms of wait before you get into that yeah how were your tell us a little bit about your only minutes as a freshman because I think that story is pretty funny oh yeah so so okay so I don't know why but uh our our coach Pineda right you remember Pineda Mm -hmm. um he like I don't know where he was but he wasn't there like he just left and he would just kind of disappear sometimes. Yeah, like, Pineda would just do whatever he wanted. Like, that fool would just leave. And uh, so we had no coach. And uh, we had our second string in and our first string. No, no, no. We had our first string. And it was Charlie. He was a football player. He was only there in mm-hmm. goal because he, he, he was a wide receiver, I think. So he had hands. And, um, and so his – so I think Z was reading a book. He was reading a book on the – for some reason, he was reading a book. <laughs> During our game against Sacred Heart Cathedral. This is a ridiculous and, uh, team. Dude, and he goes, and they're asking for subs. And uh, <laughs> he goes, hey, dude, do you want to go in? And I was like, yeah, bro. Like, I was like, dude, this sophomore is telling me to go in. So I literally got up, stood by the ref for the AR. I was like, hey, sub. And he, like, <laughs> stopped the game. And so I subbed myself on the field, dude, played. And I didn't get scored on, though, which was nice. <laughs> but I literally subbed myself on, dude. And, like. That, that memory is like, that's one of my favorite memories at Sarah, dude. Like, that, yeah, I just, I think I was like the only guy in history that has ever <laughs> stuff on the field. <laughs> yeah, probably, to be honest. Yeah, dude, I don't think anyone else has ever done that. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, dude, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, then I played my sophomore year um, and I was pretty, I was pretty, I was pretty good at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I still had a lot of stuff to learn. I think, 
you know, there were games where I played well and there were games where I made mistakes and, you know, I'm young. And a lot of these keepers had, you know, goalie coaches. They had teams to play with. And for me, I didn't really have anybody. Like I went on YouTube and I looked up videos on how to train yourself, how to play by yourself. Like YouTube was my best friend. Yeah. Like I literally look up, uh, like my favorite goalkeeper, you know, let's see Kirk Casillas. I literally look up videos of him. And at the time, Kaylor Navas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, was, that was around the time he got signed. And so uh, after, after my sophomore year, I remember Peninsula broke down. My team did. They disbanded mm-hmm. and they went all, they all went to Belmont United. So yeah. I left to Belmont United and I played there. And I think this was my sophomore spring going into my junior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And I was pretty, I was a great, I was a good shot stopper. Like I was pretty good at stopping shots. My footwork still sucked. Like Uh you pass the ball. I mean, it's, you know, it's better than what it was freshman year, but a five yard pass, it's either a rocket to your chest or (laughs) it's straight to your foot. Like it was 50, 50. Uh But, um, so I was playing and then I, uh, my team was, my team, my team was okay. Like it was mostly like my peninsula teammates and then like some guys, from uh, uh, from Belmont United's first team that weren't good, and they put him down our to our team. Mm-hmm. So we had a we had a decent team, um, but then I remember, like I got to the point. I mean, I still had bad games, you know, like everybody else. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But most of the time, I had pretty good games. And I remember going to Belmont United's gold team, which was Ivan was on that team. Mm-hmm. everybody at school would tell me like dude you're pretty good like you should go play for a different team and so I went to their team and I knew in my mind that I was I had this mindset that I was I would go there and earn the starting spot easily within two weeks uh-huh. you know and the coach looked at me and he said to me it was Ben Zeno's dad I don't know if you remember Ben Zeno yeah. it was his dad and he told me no we're not accepting anybody uh-huh. and I said bro like I literally better than your keepers. Like, let me play. Uh-huh. And so he didn't let me play. And I got really, I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to play on this team because literally like, we're, it's not, it's not the level I want to be at. And I wanted to, I felt like I was stagnant with my career. Like I felt like I wasn't getting any better. Um, the training at school was at this point, like it wasn't cutting it anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember talking to panels, I think at lunch one day and I said, Hey dude, do you have any teams I can join that are, that are higher than Belmont gold? And at the time, I think Juventus's team disbanded and Alpine had taken the majority of their players. Um, And so at that time, uh, panels told me like, Hey, this team, I think they were like premier. Um, It was a decent team. Yeah, it was a decent team. Yeah. So like they, they were looking for a keeper. And I went over and literally my first practice, I did pretty well in terms of shot stopping and what I do, what I do well normally. Mm-hmm. And so the coach Brett, I talked to coach, Brett. I was like, dude, like, I really like this team. Can I come back like and practice with you guys? He said, okay, yeah, come back. Uh, I think it was like a Thursday night practice at mm-hmm. Kelly Park and Kelly Park sucked because of the traffic. Yeah. horrible. But I, but the night practices were nice. And so like I went, I practiced again and asked him like, Hey, like I, I was like, can I come back? And he told me, he said, you know what? You can join our team. And so I was the only goalie that ever joined their team. 
Uh Um, And then right there is when my career, my, as a player, I started to develop more. So as you know, like coach Brett, you know, he coached at Stanford and then there was coach Paul who was, who went pro for a little bit. And with their help, like coach Brett really like mentored me and really like pushed me to the right direction in terms of like my footwork, my ball work Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so that as a player, I developed really well. Um, Still not like, obviously, you know, you know, good as, you know, as you like, (laughs) (laughs) I still still can't make, I still can't make people, but. um, I took you under my wing though. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did. I had had my moments. You can tell, you can tell when you've been playing with me a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I started doing like, Joga Bonito, dude. I started doing some like crazy stuff. Uh, But yeah, man, I mean, after that, I really developed as a player. So then there, there, there was my junior year. Uh, that was like in the I was like in the beginning of the fall of my junior years when I left Belmont United and I joined mm-hmm. Alpine. Yeah. Uh, and then we literally went undefeated both seasons. Um, we didn't lose a single game. Uh, and I remember we were supposed to go up to I forgot what was the what was the league underneath Champions League. I forgot what that was. Uh, NPL. Yeah. So we were supposed to go to the we were at NPL two. I think mm-hmm. yeah, yeah and we won like we were undefeated mm-hmm. and then I remember there was like a group of teams that were we we're supposed to go up to MPL one and there were a group of teams that were like no there's like no way like we have a better record or we have more points remember like that website was it got soccer yeah, got soccer yeah like, there were teams that had more points than us and they were arguing that like we didn't deserve it and so the league decided to make a small league in the spring where it was like teams from Napa and like Modesto and all these like random teams in the far, like in the north mm-hmm. farmland was. And so we played them. We literally smacked every team we played. Um, I mean, there were games where I, you know, I had horrible games too, um, but I had great games too and uh, still developed as a player. I mean, I had this mindset where at this point now I was an underdog. Like everywhere I went in terms of high school or club, like I was, I viewed myself as, as like, all right, these guys have more skill than me, but I can, I can, I can outwork them. And I have that mindset now, even in college, uh, where you know, if you're better than me, then I'll, I'll get to your level and I'll, I'll work you until I drop, you know, until I drop dead on the field. So mm-hmm. like, you know, that's just my, that's my mentality. And um, but you know, I was young still, so there's a lot of parts of my game that were immature. Like, I know you remember when you played. <laughs> like when coach Brett yelled at me when I lay on the floor yeah. and I scored on so stuff like that, you know, like I get, I was a hothead in terms of like I get really mad and I kicked the post stuff like that. I remember your brother asking you if that was the right thing to do. When we played <laughs> that surf. But um, uh-huh. going into high school, dude, I, my junior year, I remember Panos chose Garza over me just cause Garza was there the longest, you know, Garza was pretty good, dude. Well, he was dude, there a sophomore too. And, you know, Garza was a great shot stopper, bro. He was mm-hmm. – that fool was agile. You know, he was agile. He was quick. Um, he was better than me with his feet. So, at the time, like, obviously, I was jealous and I wanted to play. Um, in the minutes that I got, I was, you know, I was thankful for him. And then I remember going towards our senior season, I would, like, worked. Like, I remember – I think this is a time where you came back from Spain and you started yeah. at the Alpine season. So, we literally yeah. – like, and so we started hanging out more. Like, we would drive me to practice. We were like, dude, those were the times, bro. 
I also oh, like I was I started to really fall in love with soccer. Mm-hmm. Was when you and I would like always blast like the World Cup, like Shakira's song. Yeah. Blast like waving flag. We would start listening to Champions League song. Yo, dude, it was fun. Those drives out, and there would just be hella traffic. We're just stuck in traffic for like an it, hour. Exactly, and like we would literally listen to like Sergio Ramos' song for Spain <laughs> when they went to the World Cup. Uh-huh. And um, I think yeah, like that was that was when I started to really fall in love. I think that like the passion that you had for the sport like rubbed off on me. Mm-hmm. And like every time we'd go play out with Alpine in the summer, I mean, those were the days like warm nights where we just play until we couldn't see. Like, I remember, I think those were the, that's where we started playing. I think we went to the beach a few times and like, just yeah, went to the beach. We'd play, be playing pickup. Yeah. And I remember, I remember I rainbowed a fool. Too. I remember that. <laughs> I one of the funniest things, one of the funniest things that I remember is we're in summer league and coach Carlos was there watching. We're doing a possession and the goalies are like neutrals or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. you get the ball in the middle of the grid. It's like a guy to the right of you and you get it like coming across your left foot. Your right foot's your back foot. You touch with your back foot. With the outside of your right foot, try to meg the guy. And Coach Carlos, you don't meg him, but Coach Carlos just starts laughing. He goes, oh, yeah, you guys have – and I'm right next to him. He's like, yeah, you guys have been spending too much time together. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's because I practiced too. I made a no-look pass. I was like, I yeah, myself, bro. I was trying to fool myself. But, uh, uh-huh. um, yeah, so, I mean, we, I went into that senior season – for Sarah, like super pumped, and I remember we play. I mean, we went to the Surf Cup that year too. Like we, mm-hmm. our team was good, dude. I mean, I think we we're still. No, I think we lost against. Uh, we were undefeated until we played Peninsula. Yeah, and that game was 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 terrible. Pretty sure you scored on me, on own goal. Yeah. No, yeah. you know what though? I think that was in the spring. That was in the spring. Right? Yeah. So yeah. we lost against Peninsula because they were undefeated too. But their team was, I mean. There's, they had a decent team. Their team was pretty good. I mean, they, they just had guys were that were just athletically gifted, and you know, the, you know, they had the flying Fijian. I mean, that, I mean, Damien. <laughs> I mean, at our age group, dude, he he was good, dude. He was, he was a really, really good goalie. Good. Yeah, he was. Um, but yeah, I mean, going in the senior season, like I was, I was super focused in getting that starting spot. Like this is my last mm. year at Sarah. I wanted to play. I wanted to go to the CCS championships. Like I wanted to win again because the year before, when you're in Spain, we won the CCS. Yeah. Um, during my junior year, and so I wanted to win again, and so I made it my goal to start. So I work. I was working really hard, bro. Like I was just in it, and I remember going in, and I was like, okay, I can compete with Garza now. Like now it's just between me and him. Like I wasn't even mm-hmm. worried about whoever else. Like I was, it's me and Garza. Yeah. And I remember like there were games where there were moments where I would even, I would go to coach Nick in the cage and be like, dude, when are you guys going to play me? Mm-hmm. And I remember he told me like, dude, like I want me and coach more want you to play. But yeah. and he told me that like, he knew that I was, I was, I was there. I was their starter, but Panos refused to play me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know why. I really honestly couldn't tell you why. And I, to this day, still don't know. Um, but, like, I was really upset, man. I, I, like, I think at that moment, like, I think it still pushed me even more to continue to play. Um, and then I remember, like, you know, throughout the, and then I had my chance against SI. And because, you know, Garza kept messing up that game. It was 2-0. 
and I they subbed me in in the second half. And even I, dude, I even I, I no, they subbed me in. I think like ten minutes remaining in the first, dude. Mm-hmm. And I played the whole game after that, but I made like one mistake where I came out and I miscommunicated with somebody and they took the ball from me, I think, and then they scored and they made it 4-0. And it was a bad game though. That was was bad. And I will admit, dude, like I'm a guy that never, that was my first game. Like I didn't play. I think I played against Reardon, but everyone knew like Reardon was that like easy team and I played Mm -hmm. against Valley Christian. But I never had my chance against an S- and at at the time SI was undefeated. Like that was like the team yeah. to beat yeah. WCAL. They were undefeated from the season before. Mm-hmm. And even won the CCS open division that year too. So like they were good. But that game was terrible. We hung we were there, but we just we just played we t- we played terribly or horribly. Yeah. So you know, that was like the last game I played up until uh we played, I think. I remember – no, no, no. So, in the beginning, we played against Paul Walter for CCS points. We played it. Yeah. I yeah, think yeah. your last game, then after that was probably the quarterfinal. Yeah. So, like, literally, like, like I, we played really well. Like, it was one – we were tied. Like, I'd saved a one-on-one early in the, in the first half. I still look at that, too, which is funny. I still, <laughs> like – I mean, I've, I played pretty well. Like, I started yeah. the game. That's awesome. Finished the whole game. Mm-hmm. And then we got scored on by some – I don't know how that happened. But we got scored on. Know. It was pretty and, bad. Yeah, so we got scored on, and I think, I think we tied one one, or we lost one zero. Um. Anyway, so fast forward, uh, and so then there came the Reardon game, and we played them at home. And I know you remember this. So Garza started over me, and I was super upset, dude, because I'm like, dude, this is Reardon. Like I'm second yeah. string, bro. Like please let me play. Mm-hmm. Like like I don't get enough playing time as it is. Like. Yeah. And I was like, just please let me play. So Panos didn't play me, and he didn't start me. And so I just pretended I was sick, and I just sat out the whole time. And and, um, and he, like, told me to – he's like, hey, bro, you can go in now. And I was like I, – I thought to myself, I was like, yeah, if I go in – and I was going to get subbed out at, like, the last 15 minutes, so then Ivan could go in. Mm-hmm. That was, like, the last uh, – that was the last game Ivan was ever going to play. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, dude? No, let Ivan have it. Like, let's just let Ivan play. Uh-huh. And, um, because Pendles told me he wasn't going to, you know, that was like his last game. Uh-huh. I don't think he knew this, but um, so like he played. And then I told Panos, I was like, I thought to myself, what if I played in the field? <laughs> so then I, I got up and I asked I asked Nick and Panos, I was like, bro, can I please play on the field? It's our, and we're winning 6 0. And so. Literally, there's no loss or gain for me Senior playing on the field. Too. So that exactly. So Panos was like, "Yeah," and I was, I was a goofball. I was a goofball. So Panos was like, "Yeah, sure, have at it." And so I remember looking at Nick. I said, "Nick, watch me score." <laughs> and so Murdo gets subbed off, and I put on Murdo shit, and I'm still fat. So like, literally, like this shit's tight around my belly. So think of like a panzon playing in Redwood <laughs> City, like pickup. Well, you were a lot skinnier like, though. You were a lot skinnier than you started. Yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember it's already a night and day when, difference. You were obese. Yeah, you now you're just chubby. Yeah. Yeah, you looked at me when you came back from Spain. You're like, Perla, is that you? Like, you just, I literally <laughs> looked at you. I looked at you and I was like, damn, like I did not recognize you. Like, Yeah, it was, dude. Like, it, was, it was a crazy difference. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's that's a story. I mean, that's a story for, for another time. I mean, if we have time, but... I mean, yeah, so I, I got in and 
I literally like, I, I mean, I was a joke. I was probably as bad as Grimaz. And uh, I was pretty bad, or even worse. And then I remember I got a ball from Mark, and then I passed it back, I think, to Cole, whoever it was. Mm-hmm. And then they gave me a through pass, and I literally turned around. I was probably like two yards off sides. Mm-hmm. And I literally turned around, I look up, and I'm like, oh, dude, I'm literally right here. <laughs> and so I let the ball go through my foot, bro. And I hit that one time, top corner. And I went, bro, there was this, like, it's just this rush of, like, like adrenaline, bro. And I just ran towards the bench. That was my first instinct. And I just booked it to everyone on the bench. And I, we started celebrating, bro. And I still, I still showed my college coach that video. I literally <laughs> showed him. And I said, dude, if you need me in the 90th, here's proof. I literally, <laughs> he laughs every time. And I showed the women's coach, too. I told him the story. And they both laugh. And I'm like, listen, bro, when it comes down to it, I'm it one of one. It was a great finish. One of one. It, which in Sarah history is unheard of for a goalkeeper. Probably so, the best minutes on, to goals ratio in our history. Exactly. I was literally, I literally went in for 10 minutes, scored a goal, one shot. I was, dude, like, <laughs> I, was, I was up there with Nick Schnabel, my brother. Uh-huh. But, um, but yes, dude, so I, you know, we scored, celebrated. And I was like, probably one of my favorite moments playing for Sarah was for sure scoring that goal. Uh-huh. But then we go, let's go to the quarterfinals where we're at. We're at uh, Salinas. Oh, this is brutal. You score a freaking banger to start off the game. Like Best 30 yards, I think. Best goal I ever scored. 30, 35 yards. This is like, like, like Jenga, Jenga Academy was on the come up, bro. You freaking <laughs> hit that shit up, bro. The long yeah. shot. And uh, I was like, we all celebrated like crazy. And then they scored. And then, you know, um, at the time I was the penalty keeper. So, like, I was ready for anything. Because uh, I was pretty good at penalties. Um, and then they scored again. And then they scored again. And so one of the goals was was a goalie mistake on our end. And so that's how they scored. And it just kept happening. Mm-hmm. And then it was 5-1. And this whole time I'm sitting on the bench, like, just, uh, like, disappointed and sad because I felt like I was cheated. Mm-hmm. Like, our goalkeeper made two mistakes, and that led to two goals, and they're up. And yeah. If what I let's say professionally, if that happens, I mean, like, okay, I mean, you can mention Carius and other goalkeepers, but dude, if that happens, like, you're you're benched, dude. Like, you're not gonna start the next game after that. I mean, if they yeah. forgive you, I'm shit, they forgive you. But like, um, I like looked at our coaches, and I wasn't even getting looked at to go in. And uh-huh. um, I remember, you know, Garza got a yellow card because he was uh, he was uh, he was pissed because you know. We were losing, and we were, we were going to lose anyways. And I remember going in, and this is my first time playing CCS, so I was, like, super nervous. And then the whistle goes off, dude, and I just started crying, bro, because this was this is not the way none – none of us wanted to go out this way. No, nah, it was horrible. I, it was horrible, dude. Like, we – you know, first off, you scored a wonderful goal, but we that couldn't even hold us. And, yeah. and I, I remember that day I was also, like, pissed, dude. I was mad. Mm-hmm. I felt cheated the whole season. Like I felt yeah. really cheated. And I had people even tell me like, you know, whether it was them, you know, sucking up to me or whatever, but I had people tell me like, dude, you should start. Even parents. I think Mark's dad even says something, but like, I was just upset, dude. And, uh, you know, I went home and I was, you know, I was sad and whatnot. Uh, but after that, there's the spring season 
comes in and for Alpine. This was like I think our last season together. And this was like just like a hoorah kind of season, dude. Like we just mm. people left, like people quit, like people weren't gonna play college, they quit. And uh we went to a bunch of show I think the majority of our season were just showcases. We went out to what was that one field in the it's like the middle of nowhere. Modesto, Mary Grogan? Yeah, Mary Grogan. We went to yeah. Mary Grogan like every other weekend. I remember something like that. Like we just went to a bunch of random showcases. Yeah. And um and I remember at the time between that and Surf Cup in the in the in the fall, my would-be coach Keith was always with us because we at the time we were the oldest team for Alpine and we were the high the highest ranked team. Like we were, mm-hmm. I think, twelfth in the country. Like I think we were like top five or top ten in the state. Yeah. I think top five in the state. So mm-hmm. we were pretty we were ranked pretty high. So we had coaches looking at us and stuff. So Keith obviously went in to recruit. And he used us as a, as a way to recruit. We even made we even made fun of him for coming with us, because uh-huh. he would he would only come to recruit, not to coach. Yeah, like he would never do. Like he showed up at uh, at Surf Cup and literally only watched us. I think for one game. Yeah, he like warmed me up and then just left and then just started <laughs> recruiting. Um, and yeah, dude. I mean, we played, we played, and uh, we went to. I remember Garza joined the team and. Uh, we played at – there was, like, actually, there were a few goalkeepers that joined, but I was always picked to travel every time. Yeah, like, I mean, you were the one that was there the longest. and Yeah, like, uh, Brett trusted me the most. And, you know, even Garza was there too. Like, I literally – when Garza would play, like, you guys were playing Sacramento, our coach would just be like, can you please come? And then I would just travel up to Sacramento. I, I don't think I – there was one game where I didn't play. Mm-hmm. But then I remember we went pretty far into State Cup. It was the quarterfinals, dude. Uh-huh. And this was like, bro, like we were, we were hyped, and we were playing really well. And so you remember, you know who man messed up the game for us. Yeah, and tough. I still to this day. To this day, bro. We like, I, dude. I made some good saves. Like we were playing well. That was my best game at that team. Yeah, and I remember that too. And dude, like he, he could not keep his head, and it let and his positioning was way off. Blamed it on everybody else. It's tough, and it was tough too. We lost, and um, we lost, and and we were expected to lose too. Like like yeah. NBA at that time Definitely. was that was a really good NBA team. Yeah, their dormant squad was was solid, and we were ex- mm-hmm. we were literally on the website. It said we were supposed to lose, and we did lose. Um, and then we played, I think, a few more games. And then I remember talking to you about. I was like, I I honestly wasn't that interested in going to play college soccer. I was just kind of done. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I wasn't I wasn't good enough. Like I just felt like I was like I didn't get any offers, but like, you know, I I didn't put in the work. Like, I didn't go on recruiting sites. I didn't make videos. I didn't email coaches or anything. Yeah. So, I, I remember I got an offer. I got offers from schools from, like, South Florida and, like, all these, like, random small schools around the country. Mm-hmm. And I remember I got an offer from Kenyatta because uh, we got because we beat both sporting teams that one tournament we played in. Yeah. Which liked me. And But then I remember I was like, dude, like, I'm, I'm going to Menlo and Keith's the coach there. And I want to play. And you told me, like, dude, just email him. And I was like, bro, I don't know. Like, pretty busy guy. You never you know? wanted to. You were always scared. I was hella scared. And I think you told him one time that I wanted to email him. And he's like, dude, 
tell him to quit being scared and to email me. And so when he told me that, I sent him an email or a, or a text message and he started talking to me back. And throughout that summer, he would call me and he would be like, hey, man, like, and this was like the first year we had the Alpine summer team. So we would just set up a bunch of random scrimmages around, around the Bay Area. And he would call me and he would go, uh, like, hey, man, like, how you doing? And I was like, oh, good coach. How are you? How are you? Whatever. And he's like, uh, you know, I do, are you thinking about going to JC? I was like, no, dude, like, I'm already committed to Menlo as a student. Like, I'm not going to go to JC. Mm-hmm. Like, I spoke to my family. And, you know, not that, not that there's anything wrong with JC, but my family's focus was for me to go to a four-year. So I was like, yeah, like, I'm not going to JC. Like, I just would rather go to a four-year. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the time, I was, I was good at shot stopping. I was losing a lot of weight. And I was tall. Like, I, was, I was a good size for a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. I think at that age, I, when I was 18, I was like 6'1 or 6 feet. Yeah. So I was pretty tall. And, uh, but I made a lot, of mis- like the, a lot of the small things in my game were causing me to make mistakes and becoming inconsistent mm-hmm. because I didn't have that training. And so there was a point where Keith, uh, I kept talking to Keith and he came out to one of our practices because he had to get a license for coaching and he recorded us and stuff. And he would, he talked to me after and was like, yeah, I'll be in communication with you about your future with us. And so literally the next week I'm with Brandon, one of my, my, like one of my best friends and you know, uh, Mm -hmm. we were at the mall and I'm about to, I'm, you know, I'm leaving the parking lot and he calls me and he goes, Hey man, Hey buddy, how you doing? I was like, Oh, I'm good. Keith, how are you? He goes, hey, man, well, good news. Uh, we're offering you a spot on the Menlo soccer team. Uh, <laughs> I, we, we talked over it and be, you know, as a coach, I think, you you know, you're a good guy. Uh, you know, you're a good shot stopper. We like the way you play. Um, and it'd be, you know, dumb of us not to add you to our team. Uh, but you do, you're going to come in as a red shirt. Uh, because at the time, Andreas, probably one of the best goalkeepers I've ever played with, uh, was a guy that came from Basel. Played against Real Madrid, uh, Castilla in the Champions League and played for the Swiss national mm-hmm. team, for the youth team. Uh, there was Mondo who played, who came from SAC Republic's academy system. And then there was Juan who was there for like six years. That dude was injured. He got <laughs> in many times. Uh, well, he said, yeah, man, you're going to be our red shirts, meaning that you're going to be on the team, but, you know, your eligibility is not going to get affected, but you're just a practice player. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, yes, I'll take it. Yeah. And I like, dude, I cried tears of joy. Like, I was like, it was like as if like I got picked for the draft in the NFL draft, mm-hmm. dude. It's like for me having to have that moment coming from where I was as a freshman in soccer, where my teammates hated me for being really bad to being a guy where I got picked to go to, uh, and I was, I was only the only goalkeeper out of Sarah that wasn't committed to a team. So having that, happened to me was a huge moment um you know my dad sacrificed a lot you know he was he was the one that drove me and you know even he you know he has he had a stroke when i was like nine so him having to wake up every morning at like 7 a.m to drive to sacramento or to drive to uh, like san diego twice or three times a year that was huge and i I worked really hard for that i remember there were times how did that how did that affect your work ethic I mean, dude, there were times where I wanted to quit so bad and it's like, not to sound cheesy, you know, but like it was those moments where I wanted to quit, pushed me even harder. Um, and I think, you know, playing with you, like I said, I mean, in the summers was, it was stuff that I, I miss. I even, I miss now, like 
like just the love of the being around you. Like I was like, Mark, like guys that love the game really puts things into perspective in the sense that like, it makes you feel that passion. Like mm-hmm. it, you, it, that love of the game, like you enter the field and even as a goalie, like all your problems go away. Yeah. Like, you know, even Maradona said a quote like that. Mm-hmm. And that passion was what really drove me to like wanting to be the best that I can be. And so that's what changed my work ethic. Like I knew I wasn't good. Like I wasn't, I was okay. Like if you looked at me, I could be a JC guy or like a low division three school or something like that. But I wasn't, I wasn't this goalkeeper that I, I thought I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I look back at it and I, you know, I, in high school and I think, okay, well, you know, I was a lot, I was cockier back then, but I, I got to humble myself and I got to go back to the underdog mentality. And so I go into my freshman year, had one week to prepare for preseason camp. I had the worst yo-yo test in part of the school's history. In terms of <laughs> I, so that, like, you're supposed to get like a 17, uh-huh. That's like in the red, like we're talking like, all right, bro, like you clearly didn't run. I got like a 15, uh-huh. 15, dude. <laughs> and I told everybody in the team I could run forever because I thought we was going to run like a mile, dude. Like, <laughs> a mile, like forget about it. Like I can do a mile in like, like six and a half. Minutes. Even that's uh-huh. pretty bad. No, dude, we did, the, we did the yo-yo test, bro. I got like a 15 and I got laughed at and I got humbled quick. <laughs> and uh, throughout the season, I like – took a lot of advice from coach Matt, who's our goalie coach. I took a lot of advice from Andreas and Juan and, uh, and uh, Mondo who was the other guy. And during that year, my freshman year of college, like I partied a lot cause I didn't play. So I was my freshman year, I was able to party. So I went to parties every weekend. And so I wasn't fit. Like I had a little beer belly. Like it was, you know, I looked like a frat guy. Like I was like, you know, but I was on the team. Mm-hmm. And my, my spring season hit in the winter, I worked really hard. Like, I was in the gym literally every day. I remember I worked at Shake Shack, which, I mean, if you like Shake Shack, good for you. <laughs> <It's> t- <laughs> Working there was hard. I remember I, I went there, I worked, and I left, the, I left my job at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I went home, and I went to the gym right after. I got my work clothes, my workout clothes, changed into them, and I went. and. I worked out. I was running on the treadmill. I got pretty cut. I got really skinny. I still mm-hmm. had a little belly, but I got pretty skinny in terms of like what I was. And I got really into weightlifting after that. I was doing my own routines. Didn't know really, I didn't really know what I was doing, but I started to get into it more and more. Mm-hmm. I saw, and then my sophomore or my freshman uh, spring season hit, and I got to play a little bit. At this point, Mondo had left the team because Andreas started. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Juan left because he graduated. Yeah. And so it was me and Andres. That was it. And I was working really hard, really hard to prove myself. And then I played against Kenyatta. This is my time to shine. My, my, my time to shine to start. Mm-hmm. And I, in the second half, I jumped for a ball. I rolled my left ankle and I, my knee popped. And I went yeah. down. And I tried to play and I couldn't, my knee kept caving in and I fell to the ground and I started crying. And I was like, I was like, bro, this is it. Like I tore my ACL. 
And the trainer at Kenyatta was like, relax your knee. And I'm like, bro, I can't relax my knee. Like, this hurts. Like, I, like, I try. You're touching it, and it's going to hurt. Yeah. So I'm out. Uh, luckily, you know, thank God, man. You know, God really blessed me in that moment. But it, I was I was out for two weeks for a hyper hyperextended knee. And even till mm-hmm. now, my knee is still, still a little off. Yeah. Um, but then I during that summer, I was in grind mode because I heard there was another goalkeeper coming in. Mm-hmm. So that whole summer I was training hard with, I was going to the gym. Um, I was running all day, literally every day I was running, going to the gym, playing with Alpine, working. And to the point where I got super, super exhausted, got sick for a little bit, then hopped back on. I was, so I just kept going. Mm-hmm. Cause my mentality was, I gotta, I gotta either put fire on Andres's butt or I gotta start over. Mm-hmm. Clearly when I came in, and I remember my freshman year, my first meeting with Keith, I told Keith I was going to play. Like my, my time at Menlo, I was going to start for him. That was my goal. Uh-huh. So I was going to start for Keith. I didn't know. I didn't care how long it took, what year I was going to start, but that was my mentality. Yeah. Um, and my sophomore year hit, and he told me, he sat me down. I was like, yeah, you're not going to start. I mean, you're going to battle for the second string spot uh-huh. uh, for, with Brent, who's our new keeper. Yeah. Awesome guy. I love him. And I literally battled with him for months because they brought him in because he was a JC guy for two years and he had experience. He started for De Anza. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he had experience. But, dude, I had trained so hard that it took Keith three months to make up his mind. Yeah. I was yeah. really good. I worked. Until um, at the time, I went through a really rough patch with my family and uh, my relationship life. So um, I literally broke down. Mentally, I gave up. I wanted to quit and uh, I lost my chance to, to be my, to be the second string. Yeah. And what really hit me the most was when Andreas got his head kicked, someone kicked his head and cut his eyebrow and he was bleeding from his head and he went down and I got dressed. I got suited up. I was ready to play. And I ran to the, I ran to the sub and they started like the commentator started reading my stats. I'm like, yo, this is it. Uh-huh. It was like a minute 30 left in the game. We were up 2-0 or 2-1. Uh-huh. And I'm literally walking onto the field because ref calls me on. And Keith goes, uh, Perla, wait. Give me your jersey. And so I take off my jersey. He switches it with Andreas. And literally, Andreas is wearing my number. And he's like, all right, you can go sit down. In front of the bench, in front of the opponent bench. And one of the players went, wow, coach, you don't really trust your keeper. And that stung. Yeah. And that moment, I hurt so much because I, my whole summer was riding on this moment and it just mm-hmm. came crashing down. I wanted to quit. Yeah. And I was talking to my boy, Evan, and I was like, bro, like, this is, I'm, I'm done with this team. Like, I'm done. Yeah. I talked, to, I talked to John Cano. I'm, I don't know if you remember John. Talked to him. I was, I was like, dude, I was talking to him in Spanish. I was like, dude, screw this team. Like, I'm done. And uh, they even took a picture of me after the game, and I was looking off into the distance, and my face, you could tell I was pissed. Uh But then the winter hit again, and this time it was different. Like, my mentality was, this isn't going to happen again. Because in the fall, is my time. Like, Andres is graduating. It's my time. I'm going to play. I'm going to start. Then, as soon as our season hits, you know, we're chilling, we're vibing. You know, you and I and – your friend from school, like we went, we went on to go see Bobby at his birthday. Like it was cool. Right. We we're chilling with Sergio, 
and you know with Owen and then like literally COVID hit boom everything got shut down I remember we played soccer when we came back from yeah. uh from Sonoma and we were like oh see you after lockdown because we thought it was a joke yeah like, we'll be back in two weeks uh-huh now it's a year and we're like everything is totally different like it's, yeah. it's weird but and then I started to and then you know you started to play pickup soccer you kept talking telling me about it the summer like dude come out come out and i was working construction at the time in the summer so i was like dude i can't because i have work at eight you guys play at seven and nine and then in july 2nd um i was in the car accident remember this and uh yeah. and i was with so i was heading i was heading home from work super tired and uh i loved construction at that time because the job site where i was at i was put to work and i felt like i did something with my life and uh and i was like dude this is fun so i go to i'm going home tired and uh i was by the kfc in in road city and this landscaping truck this fat dump truck hits me from behind from the driver's side i spin out dude this is like god's grace right here so the guy missed my tire by this much a fat ass like a truck this big like the truck Uh was was huge Miss my tire by like this much by like like centimeters, bro. Mm-hmm. And I was by a car wash, so there's parked cars on the side of the road. I missed every car, did hit yeah. one car, and I got pushed on the other side of the road. And I saw this uh, this white pickup truck coming my way, and it was literally gonna hit me. Uh-huh. I was like, and I closed my eyes and I braced myself and I'm spinning my wheel. And I'm like screaming, I'm like, I'm like throwing the F bomb because I'm like, I'm like, this is it, dude. I brace myself. Uh-huh. Like I'm either I'm either gonna die or I'm gonna get really hurt. Yeah. Luckily, when I opened my eyes, I remember the guy swerved my car the last second, and I ended up in the turning lane, in the turning median. Mm-hmm. And I get out of the car, and obviously I have this all this I have this rush, and like I'm calming down the guy. He was older. He's fairly older than me. He's an older uh, Hispanic guy. Um, and I was talking to him in Spanish. I was like, bro, calm down. Like, at least it's just me and you got into it. No one else got hurt. We're okay. Are you okay? So I was making sure he's okay. Call the cops, whatever. And then I, I was, you know, I was hit with whiplash. And then for the longest time, I was out of work. And that put into perspective, like, during that time, during lockdown and stuff, I wasn't happy with my life. I wasn't happy with who I was as a person. Um, I, I, you know, hurt a lot of people like emotionally. So I wasn't okay with who I was. I was going through a real rough patch in my life. And that put everything into perspective because I almost died. Like my life was gone like that. And that's when I started to grow more religiously. And I still went through a rough patch, but I started to get over it towards like when I started playing soccer with you and the guys and uh, with you and Jairo and Matt, when you introduced me to that, I found that passion again. Mm-hmm. And I found that like, dude, I'm still in love with this sport. Like I still love it. And I want to go pro. That drove me to go pro because waking up at 5 a.m., even though I'd make us late a few times to the point where you got a ticket where like I didn't show up. But like waking up that early playing soccer with the guys that love the game so much and then meeting Hiro, a guy who literally like broke me apart and built me back up and is still doing so like that changes everything, dude. And that's still, that's adding fuel to the fire even more. Uh-huh. 
Um, and so, you know, I grew closer religiously and found that like, you know, I'm closer to my faith, uh, you know, and around the time, like I, I still lost somebody close to me that I was born close to and that I loved very much. Uh, it's in the sense that they left my life, not that they mm-hmm. passed. Um, and so through the month of November, I started to just really just keep, I kept falling in love with it. And then, um, and that one person like was always pushing me and they always, they pushed me to follow my dream of soccer. Uh-huh. And I was telling myself, um, and you know, she was always pushing me to follow my dreams and you were always, you were pushing me and your mentality of, you know, you training every day and stuff was like, all right, dude, if Christian's able to do this, Mark's able to do this. If everybody's working hard, then I got to work hard too. Like, this is where I got to be at. These are the people I got to surround myself with if I want to go pro. People like Evan, you, Mark, um, guys that we were playing with. Because all the guys we're playing with now, they're getting chances now. Everybody's, everybody's starting to go pro in some sort of way. I mean, Colin, Mark, they've all got Colin, Mark, like, um, you know, what's his name? Uh, Dylan Keene, like – Playing with him and playing with all these guys, like playing with pros, literally that are on their winter break or summer break, like it's it's like it's it's like this whole mentality change, and you really get to recognize the beauty of the game. So you know, uh, you know the you know the the winter time hits, um, and you know, the person that I lost came back into my life. Thank God, and uh, we reconnected and you know, she still was really supportive of my soccer, of my soccer career. Even like the times where I would go out and wake up early and even the times where I started to play for the San Jose team, you know, she showed up to my game while she play. And, uh, you know, today, you know, it's my girlfriend now and you know her. And, uh, you know, that's like one of those driving forces, you know, because uh, in reality, soccer is like this thing where if you want to go, it's like one of those things, if you want to go pro, you got to practice every day. Yeah, you know, it's like the cheesiest thing. Like, you got to practice every day, work hard. You know, my family isn't, like, you know, typically your family is the one supposed to support you. My family doesn't support my my idea of playing pro. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're the more, you know, uh, traditional, play it safe, get a job after college. Yeah. You know, earn a salary, you know. Which is fair. Which is fair, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's uh, nowadays in the Bay Area, like, if you don't do that, you're, you know, you're screwed. Like, you're, yeah. you're not going to but, you know, having her by my side and loving, like, pushing me to play better, having you by my side and keeping me accountable, having Hyro in my ear, on my shoulder, <laughs> training with, you know, Menlo, like, it, it drove me to continue to play more and more. Mm-hmm. Uh, told me, and there's times even now, like, I got injured twice. Both my, both my left and my right foot are hurt. Uh, my left foot's a lot better now. My right foot's still working on it. But even though I'm, even though like you know, I had my moments in the spring where I I wanted to give up, but you know, because I know that being pro, like, dude, like I'm not there yet, and I ne- I won't be there, I won't be satisfied, even if I do end up making it somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like I still feel like I still have a lot to learn. Like I yeah. still have things to work on my ball game, and that's the thing. That's the thing well, about your soccer. whole career has been like that. Yeah, like it. I mean, from going from. Where was it? Belmont, where you coached and we want you on the team to Sarah, where you never got to start. Um, then to Menlo, like that's always how it's been. And you've never been satisfied, but you still find a way to keep moving on to the next level, you know? And I think that's a big part of why. I 
because you never were satisfied. And even though you didn't get that position that you wanted, you worked like it, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. And, uh, I mean, like, I look, I look at a lot of these kids now that are going pro, like, that are our age and stuff, and they all came from somewhere. Uh, and the thing about football is that, like, it's, it's just one of the greatest teachers ever. Like, it's one of the greatest gifts that God has ever given anybody in their right. life. Like, not only do you learn, obviously, the technical stuff, but you learn how to humble yourself. You learn how to work together. And you learn how you learn what peace is like. If you really like the game, like you know what I'm talking about. Like yeah. if you, it's like a runner's high. Exactly. Where you like literally like there's a there's moments in games where like I feel like Pele in the movie, like straight up, like I feel like I'm kicking uh-huh. mango tree, like mangoes yeah. in the air and stuff. Like and like it's just it's so hard to describe, dude. But it's like such a beautiful feeling. And that's what I like. I picture myself playing in like stadiums and representing El Salvador. You know what I mean? We, yeah. I mean, we suck. We're terrible. <laughs> but like, you know, stuff like that, dude. Like being able to inspire kids and being able yeah. to like do stuff more than just soccer is like is is inspiring. But like, yeah. Here's my question then. Yeah. Do you have a moment in your career where you look back and like a specific moment where you could just say, "That's the day I realized I love this game." Like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to dedicate my life to. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's a good question. Um, if it's not a specific moment, maybe like a time period. Yeah. yeah. Just clicked. Um, dude, I think either when we, when, we, uh, when we played with Alpine, me and you for the first time, and then um, like when we played like in the – Dude, when we played in San Francisco in the mornings, dude, I, like, that to me, like, is what made me want to go. And, like, almost, you know, my car accident was, like, that one moment. But, like, that right there, playing, like I said, playing with a group of guys that love the game so much, dude. Like, training with you and Mark at Franklin or going, you know, doing stuff like that, dude, like, is is having that influence in your life knowing that like there's guys that are chasing the same dream as you is what motivated me to play like that's why i want to play pro like you know like it's not even like if bad players can make a pro it's the fact that like if i you know if you work really hard and you get to like wherever you get wherever wherever you land you're gonna make it regardless how hard you work it's just that you gotta have that mentality to grow and be coachable but that moment, yeah, that moment we would play in the summer and like in the like throughout the fall and the winter. I think. I mean, this that was some of the best time. I remember like. Dude, like that. I'd that work. Su- I work Sunday nights, like until eleven, twelve usually, and I would get that text about pick up next morning because we do it every weekday, yeah, like the Friday yeah. at seven a.m. I'd get that text with the lineups the night before. Yeah. Whenever I'd see you on there, I'd always call you. And I just say, dude, like, I'm so, like, this is, I'm so excited. That's what I'm talking about. Like, dude, it's just, soccer is just such a beautiful thing, dude. Like, it's, it's like one of those things, dude, like, even if, like, you have a bad game, still, like, you're, you know, you might not enjoy it, obviously, because if you lose or win, you know, whatever. But, like, those moments where, like, that, where you get excited to play, Every day you get excited to play. Like, if in high school it felt like a job, but like now it feels like a dream, like that I want to 
pursue every day. Uh-huh. Like I go out to practice and I'm like, dude, I get to wear these boots. And like, I'm one step closer to my dream. Like I'm not too far away. I still got to work. Like I'm not there yet. Like I'm not, I'm not one of those guys that's going to tell you, dude, I'm raw. Like watch out for me. No, oh, bro. Like I do. I got so much stuff to work on. Like I'm, not, I'm like, I'm good. But like, am I good? Am I good enough to be pro yet? No, I still got to work. Now my hard work's going to get me there. And even then, like, I still got to work hard to even play to stay on the team. Yeah. Like hard work never stops. I think that's another thing about soccer is it teaches you like your hard work never stops. You cannot be complacent. That's like with most sports too. You cannot be complacent. Like in your nine to five job, sure. You can be complacent, you know, on your computer in your office or flipping burgers at McDonald's. You can be complacent because you're just doing the same thing every day. With soccer, like if you're starting, dude, and you're not performing and you're complacent, guess what, bro? You're going to be benched quick. If you're not, if you're not like a, Joe Felix or a freaking like Charles Sarger or something like that. If you're not like that, dude, you're not going to be on, you're not going to be a starter. Yeah. And like that endless pursuit of education and like learning from other people, learning from your own game, like watching guys like Alfonso Davies or like watching guys like Messi, Ronaldo, or like in my position, like O'Block or the way Ederson plays, the way Alisson plays, the way Navas is so quick to react, like yeah. looking at those things at the way they train and like even then like with Hyro, like the way he like 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 he can literally break you down within seconds of you making one mistake he'll tell you you think you think you made one mistake no bro he'll tell you like 10 different things your footwork was off uh-huh. you were falling backwards uh you weren't you weren't forward you weren't your arms were too high like he was just like yeah like dude like he literally would do that and like uh-huh. now like i like in my mind, like, I'm like, all right, dude, I'm doing all this work. Dude, that translates right into practice. Like, literally, I kid you not, bro. There's moments in practice where I literally picture myself with high roll before a shot even happens. And I literally picture myself in that moment. No one's around me. I swear to you. And it's just me and high roll. And I block the shot every time. And every time that shot happens, when I'm that focused, I make every save. Because you've I done hit. it so many times. Exactly. And I hit all these balls. And... And that's another thing, too. It's like, if you're not focused on soccer, like it's a first date with the most beautiful girl you've ever met, <laughs> it's going gonna, it's gonna to slap you, dude. You're either going to get made, you're going to get embarrassed, you're going to play terribly. If you're uh-huh. focused on it, like, like it's, your, like it's like your wedding day, like you're focusing on that first kiss, dude, it's beautiful. Everything <laughs> works. Literally, you, like, I remember, bro, I remember we've played, we, we, we uh, we played with Eric with this uh, with this freaking San Carlos team. Mm-hmm. We were having so much fun, bro. You were like literally we're making all of his kids. <laughs> and that's why I wouldn't pass you the ball. I <laughs> you always did that. You always got mad at me. I was like, bro, you never give me the ball back. Like I gave you the I ball. I would always yell at you in yeah, like, any yeah, time. Exactly. That's any anytime yeah. I'm playing with Esteban and he doesn't give me the ball, I yell at him. Because if I'm asking for the ball from Esteban, I want the fucking ball. Like I'm going to get it. Like, you better give it to me. Um, and I, cause I knew like, I want to do something with it. And then yeah. I would, I would hate it if you give it to someone else and they lose it. And I wouldn't get mad at the other person. I get mad at you. Yeah. <laughs> bro. Like there'd be times where like, I'm like, bro, just shoot the ball. Like you're right in front of the goal and you're just waiting for like a, a kid who's like one of the worst players on his team to come by, open up his legs, you make him, and you make the next kid. 
and then you either lose it or you finally shoot it and it goes in. We're all like, dude. Yeah, but that's different, though. I mean, there we're playing. Where you play, you don't play, you know. We were just messing around. Yeah, we were messing around. It wasn't serious or anything. But, yeah, man. I mean, overall, my career, man, I think what I've learned is that, like, soccer, I mean, dude, you got to stay humble, man. You cannot, you can, uh, there's a difference between being, like, a jerk and, you know, being cocky. But, like, and and then there's a difference between confident in yourself and being humble. Mm-hmm. Knowing that you're good, like you're a good player, you know your skills, you know you know that you can compete against these guys. But being humble in the sense that, like, okay, if this guy, this guy's good, how you know, and this guy is better than me at this, let me let me get at that same level and then beat him. Yeah, You're always respecting your competition is key. But at the same time, though, you got to remember that you put in the work, you put in all those hours, and. You have to know that if you're playing well, there's no one on the field that can beat you. No, nobody. And that's nobody. what I, I mean. I that's how I get my confidence, knowing that I've put in more work than anyone that steps on the same field. If you're stepping on the same field as me, I already know. Like no matter who you are, I've put in more hours than you have. Exactly. Not even because like I'm that motivated or anything, just because I love the game so much more. Exactly. I think that's the thing, right? Like you can say, I respect you, man. As a player, you're you're good. Like I respect you, but like, I'm going to outwork you. It's that same mob mentality. Like Kobe, I worked everybody who played against or played with. He outworked everybody. And that mentality, you know, stuck with you and it stuck with me too, where it's like, we're hungry. We're never, we're never satisfied. Like we're sad. When we complete something, sure. You're satisfied in the moment, but then you're like, okay, cool. What's next? Yeah. And you just keep going. And it's that endless pursuit where it's, it's not like chasing money. It's not like chasing girls or anything. Soccer is a lot different than that. Soccer is more of like, like, it's just, it's just so much love and passion and positivity for your own life. Mm-hmm. Like you just, it's like a continuous drug that you want to just, you want that. You want to know what's next. And that's the thing, like for my competition, dude, like, I'm surrounded by great goalies. They're guys, those guys are great. Those guys have great technique. Those guys are good. But my mentality is that, like, that's cool and all, but I'm, gonna, I'm out here to beat you, man. Like, I'm out here to outwork you. I will literally, I will literally like, like, drop dead on the field before you even walk off. Yeah. Like, even, if, even when you do walk off, I'm going to still, like, do my thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm going to still work hard. Um, because being the, being that uh, having the underdog mentality helps a lot. It goes a long yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Also giving yourself credit is important too. And, you know, yeah. having those tough days is rough, but always remembering like what keeps you grounded is like what you play for. Mm-hmm. Why are you playing? And for me, I mean, it's for my family and, you know, it's for, you know, God's glory, but it's also for, for me, it's like, it's soccer is my escape from everything. Yeah. And here's the thing though, that's what you gotta that's what you have to remember. And the times where your coach asks you, All right, give me your jersey. And you sit back down on the bench and you're just like, damn, I wanna quit. That's when you really that's where it's gonna separate you. If you can remember at that moment why you love the game so much and just remember that like you're going through this because you love the game that much that's what's going to make you a better player. And that's like, if you can do that, you know, cause most players at that point, honestly, they quit. You no, know? Yeah, for sure, like, man. It's, 
I don't know if I'd be able to play for a coach that said that to me. Like, but it's at that moment where you got to remember why you love this game so much. Not even why you do it, but why you love it so much. Because that's a big part of why you do it. Um, you got to remember those days, you know, those days where you're just playing, enjoying it, you know, having the time of your life. The day where, where me and you were on a team together and we, uh, we sweep Mark, you know. Three yeah, we're about to like that. Yep, yeah. You man. know, those are the days we got to remember. Because yeah. um, yeah. it's been out here too. Like, it's been tough times, but, uh, like, I let it get away from me mentally. Yeah. But it's – and that's why, like, I like to have conversations like this to, like, remind myself of, the, of that, you know. And that's why I have this fucking podcast, you know. Yeah, no, dude, it's, it's dope too, bro. Like, I mean – like just having you know having each other and like having guys that can push you and like I said man I mean that's 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 huge like having surrounding yourself with people that share that same passion as you you know there's a difference between like liking to play and like playing just to say you're on a college team and then there's like you love it and you're in pursuit of, a, of something else mm-hmm. like higher in soccer facts right like you can love being on a college team because it's like a it's like being in a frat dude you know. But, like, loving the sport itself and love with it and obsessed with it, like, that's, that's, that's a whole different mentality than, you know, you know, just loving, just loving being on a team. Yeah. And that's what sets everybody, that's what sets those people apart. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's, I mean, dude, that's why soccer is just such a wonderful thing. And it's, that's, like, one of the things that, you know, one of the things that, you know, God's blessed me with in my life. That's why I play like it's just if I, I that's why I believe like I, I I'm in that route to go to the next level because if I wasn't good at goalie then I wouldn't even be playing college soccer if I didn't like soccer this much I wouldn't even be playing MM I'd just be mm. another student yeah like I just would be another guy like I wouldn't be trying this hard and there's been times where I wanted to where I really was about to quit but you know God's just telling me like dude no no you got bigger you got bigger things in this in this sport you just gotta wait it out. And and it's been a blessing so far, bro. I mean, after countless injuries that I've had, like, I mean, I, I still I still stand tall and I still get up, man. You know, I still get knocked down, I'm still getting back up, and I'm still fighting because I love this sport so much. Like, you grow to love as you mature, you grow to love it even more. Mm-hmm. You know, at first when you're a kid, like, it just depends. Like for me, I didn't like it. At sometimes, I feel like a job, but then, dude, like as I got older, I'm like, dude, this thing's like this thing is just this wonderful gift. Like I'm watching the world cup, like in Brazil or watching the world cup when we went in the summer to like, wait, we woke up super early to go <laughs> watch freaking goes to Colombia against Japan for no reason. Yeah. We weren't even supporting either team. We just went just for the experience. Yeah. We watched the finals, I think. Right. And then in the stadium and the stadium, this was not in the actual stadium in like, yeah. It was like a viewing party in Avaya Stadium where the Earth Yeah, yeah, yeah no, we just, we, I mean, we sat down some seats, but like that was, bro, like that was dope. And like, like you look at those pros, dude, like they're just like us, dude. Like a lot of guys, the guys, like, like, exactly, like Mbappe or, or like, like Holland, like those guys are our age, dude. They just love the game so much. Yeah. Like, it's, or like, Conte and Golo Conte, like that dude smiles all the time because he loves it. <laughs> yeah. Or like Salah or 
Sane, like all those guys, dude, they just love the game so much. And it's just because you know that they were in your position at one point. Even guys from the United States that play, they were in our position at one point. Some guys probably didn't play like in the up-and-coming academies. I mean, a lot of them did, but dude, like they make it and they, they love it, dude. And that's why that's like another inspiring fact is like people just like you are playing. Yeah. And they're just living your dream, dude. And you can live it too, but it just all depends on like if you're willing to just continuously work hard after so much failure. Yeah. You know? And to keep going after you get pushed down like that, you know? Exactly. After not getting the minutes or after not, you know? And that's why, you know, that's, that's why I wanted to have you on here because I know you're a person that honestly, like in your soccer career, like as far as, as you've gotten – like you went through a lot of things, honestly, like the bad probably always the good in your situation. Yeah. Um, but like that faith to keep going, like it's something that, you know, if everyone had, like that's what, that's what's going to change the game, you know? Cause yeah. think about it, think about it this way. Like in those seasons you had where you didn't play the other goalies seeing you work hard, imagine you weren't there and they don't see you doing that they're not going to push as hard. Your team's not going to be as good. Yeah, no. You know? They're not going to be working as hard. They won't care as much. But little by little, people just keep lifting each other up. And then it's the same for you. When you see other kids, you see kids that are younger than you, like Kevin Box playing as well as he does. But you look at that and you're like, damn, like he's a year younger than me. He's doing that. Like yeah, I got to get working. And that's exactly. what's going to push you to work harder. Exactly. You know? And you just keep learning from it. Um, and that's how it's going to grow. I mean, and then at the same time, just keep enjoying the game like we've been doing, you know, those nights where we'd be, we'd go right after practice to Highlands and we'd play pickup there until, you know, with the coaches until what, like 1030 when the lights turned off? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Like, those were the days, those you know? Were the days, bro. It yeah. was hella fun. And, like, there's still more to come. That's the good thing, you know? Like, yeah, exactly. Still, Still so much more to come. Like, we're 20 years old, 20, year 21. Yeah. Like, we got – there's a lot more soccer to be played, exactly. you know. And we're just going to keep building. Exactly, dude. So, yeah. I'm hyped. I'm hyped for what's for what's coming up to us. future looks bright, bro. What? Future looks bright. The future looks bright, man. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, Before we end, anything else you want to say? Just – uh, Yeah, man. I mean, just thank you for having me, bro. I appreciate it. And – uh you know for all y'all listening out there bro like if you really have that dream to go play pro man just know or anywhere like, not even pro like just anywhere yeah, like anywhere man. because you weren't even about to play college no i remember no. i told you i was like dude if you don't hit up keith like because i knew you wanted to but you were i was so scared bro. you were, you were, you were a little <laughs> soft i was too scared um, you're a little soft but like yeah i mean yeah, so no, i'm bro. glad you did you know yeah yeah but uh yeah man i mean for those who want to play anywhere man like, you know, sometimes even your own family won't support you, bro. But, like, you just – if you feel like you're you're convicted and you have faith, man, go for it, bro. Like, really go for it. Like, if you if you have, the, like, the dream, you have these visions that you can do something, go play – like, just do go with your hardest, man. Because, like, if you if you train every day like it's, like it's nothing, you're not going to – you're playing for nothing. You got to play for your dream, train for your dream. And either, I mean, not everybody's going to make it to, you know, to Europe, to the top leagues in Europe, 
but you'll, you'll make it somewhere. And maybe even then, dude, you'll make it somewhere. So, you know, for all of you that are listening, just don't ever like, it sounds cheesy, but like really don't give, don't give up on yourself. Like you feel like in your own heart that you're able to play and you know that you are able to play like in the sense that like, you know, if you got to understand you have stuff to work on as well, but follow your dreams. Like, that's what's gonna that's what's gonna let you live life in the sense that you're gonna live with no regrets or little to no regrets. You know, don't live your life, you know, working a job at towards the end. Not that there's anything wrong with the nine to five, but you know, don't live your life thinking to yourself, well, I could have gone pro. Like, don't live your life like that. Like you should be living your life like boy, I tried. And I wasn't good enough, but I tried multiple times couple of times but if you do it once you do it once but try to follow that dream and maybe some of y'all out there could be the next next top player in the world next top prospect you know who knows but you know the future's bright i mean for you and i christian dude the future's bright bro we got we got a lot of years left we're not even in our prime yet so it's exciting man a lot of opportunities are opening up dude here in the bay you know we've seen people that we know go up you know it's about to be our time soon so yeah. I'm excited for that, man. But yeah, man, thanks for having me on, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for coming on here. And, you know, Esteban's got a super sick story. That's why I wanted to have him on. And thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode. I'm going to catch you on the next one.